Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Lovely Travels podcast. This week, Emma talks to Jane Hilsden from Dragonfly Marketing. Uh, Jane is a passionate and award-winning marketer dedicated to helping small businesses in regional Australia create high-impact marketing campaigns with a small budget. She's the founder and CEO of Dragonfly Marketing, author of How to Do Marketing, a comprehensive guide for small business and host of the How to Do Marketing show, which is her podcast. Um, Jane has traveled throughout Europe, South America, USA, Asia, South Africa, and New Zealand, and is now lucky enough to live in regional Australia on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Um, yeah, you can check her out on Instagram, uh, at Jane Hilsden. On Facebook, you can look for Dragonfly Marketing. And on Twitter, uh, you can find her under at Jane PMQ. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this great chat between Emma and Jane. Welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast, Jane. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Em. I'm very excited for our conversation. Yes, yeah, so it's like podcast trade. I was on your lovely podcast. Well, sorry, your your podcast, mine's the lovely podcast. And, um, <laughs> and now you get to be on mine. So please tell everyone uh, in your own words who you are. And how do we know each other? Okay, would love to. My name's Jane Hilsden. I am a marketing consultant. I live in Port Macquarie in sunny New South Wales. And uh, we, and I have my own business, Dragonfly Marketing, and um, we met through Business Chicks in, through Business Club, actually, which is an initiative of, of Business Chicks about this time last year, actually. So I think yeah. we've now known each other for for a year. And um, we got to know each other through COVID. So of course, had started uh, conversations and having wine times and little networking catch-ups and all the rest online, which were positively um, so much fun. And uh, then we finally met face-to-face, not not so long ago when you zipped through Port Mac with your beautiful little family. Yeah, it was so awesome. Um, I love that, the power of networking and and how beneficial um, online has become, social media has become in in travel because, I mean, I've reached out to you personally, but sometimes you can just put up, you know, hey, I'm going to be in... um, this area, you know, I'm going to, you know, even if you're going to a major place and say, what what do people recommend? Um, and sometimes people go, oh, actually, I live there. Why don't you come visit or why don't you come stay or why don't you come? And so you were very helpful in helping us find somewhere to stay and then having us for dinner. And it was just such made 
made it so easy, especially with a little baby. So thank you very much. And um, a great excuse to come back to beautiful Port Macquarie, which is a popular holiday destination in New South Wales. It certainly is. And uh, while we're recording this, we're actually in the April school holidays. And so I think actually since because the the appetite for regional travel has has increased since COVID and the border, you know, the border um, closures and things have have, um, ceased now, we have just had such an influx of tourists. Like accommodation has been booked out here for like nine months, like solidly for nine months, school holidays or not school holidays. So, I mean, we're four hours north of Sydney and we're about six hours south of Brisbane. So we've always kind of been that midway point for people who are driving between the two. Um, But it's just amplified astronomically, which is great for the town because, of course, from a regional development, economic development point of view, you know, the more tourists that you can attract to your town, and, and this happens so much with, with Port Macquarie, people yep. come here for, for a holiday and they're like, wow, like this is this is a great spot. Like if we don't have to, and, and, and since COVID, you know, if we don't have to live in Sydney, yes. why are we, you know, <laughs> battling it out with, you know, one and a half hour commutes when we could be sat here in, you know, beautiful coastal regional Australia? Yeah, so, we get so many people moving up the highway after they've visited, just you know, stopping through or whatever on holiday. I think, and I think it's happened more more recently, but um, because uh, working from home, working virtually, um, has been more possible. But like, obviously, it's been gone berserk in the last year. Yeah, even when we were there, I remember you talking about some of the property prices just skyrocketing. Um, yeah recently yeah. and we're yeah. seeing the same here um even though we're te- we're technically regional on the gold coast even though it yeah. um, looks massive it's uh still a regional living place yeah uh, and people are just flocking here because they don't have to live in you know in australia we have sydney melbourne and brisbane make up more than half the population of the entire country yeah. <laughs> three Incredible. cities on the east coast make up half the population over half the population so I would love to see the statistics, um, you know, if when there's a, a census in the next mm. year or two of of if that's dispersed a bit. Yes. Um, but, yeah, you are – the reason I asked you to come on is that, um, you know, through your podcast, your podcast yep. um, How to Do Marketing, uh, I have seen that you have an interest in regional areas, being living there, but also working – you work in marketing and, and helping yep. regional businesses. So, like, how did – but you weren't originally from a regional area. Where are you from originally? No, I was originally from. Well, I moved moved around quite a bit. But but um, I did grow up from the age of seven. I grew up in Bathurst, and I went okay. to, to so university. Regional. Yeah, in in Bathurst. But in all honesty, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of Bathurst. It was. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful regional area. Like if 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 people have been to Bathurst and, and, and Orange, it's in the central yes. west of New South Wales, and. It's a very historical. They're both very historical places. Orange, more so than Bathurst, has has a very very big cultural scene now. It didn't used to when yes. I lived in the area. Um, but for me, I hated it. I couldn't wait to actually get out of uh, out of small town Bathurst and and to the city. And then, of course, as soon as I got to Sydney, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of Sydney and get to to London. You know, bigger and and brighter things. And yeah. then when we we got back to Sydney. Like I'd always had, I'd always had aspirations for for living in in Sydney. But 
Um, my husband grew up on a property just outside of of Bathurst, and the idea of living in a you know property three meters wide with a with a back garden of you know a total of three square meters or whatever whatever that looked like for inner city Sydney. Yeah. Um, he wasn't up for that with with uh, with three kids. Well, we we moved here fifteen years ago when we only had two kids. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly wasn't within my plans. I've got to say, and we had no ties to to Port Macquarie. Um, but we thought, look, let's give it a go. And um, the region has grown since since we've been here. Um, again, I had no plans to, but when I got here, I realised that there there wasn't a lot of marketing. Um, uh, well, there certainly wasn't any marketing businesses. I think there was one guy, um, and there was not a lot of kind of marketing. Um, services or consultants in town so I thought well I'll fit I can fill a gap I can probably fill a gap there because I was already doing some work with small businesses in Sydney and and so started the business um and you know over the last 15 years as I said that the region has just grown and and prospered um I think that hasn't that has not been (laughs) because that's been strategically planned by our local government, that's just been, you know, really, really good luck. Um, we had a we had a great federal politician, Rob Oakeshott, who when, um, I won't get into the politics of, of things, but, <laughs> but essentially he won us the, 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 the CSU University and, and a, an expanding hospital, which has just meant um, our town has just absolutely, you know, grown exponentially. So for me... I've I've been working a lot with 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 regional businesses. Um, as I said before, you know, regional Australia is is something that that can be very much undiscovered by a lot of people. It's mm. it's, it's just I guess is with Port Macquarie. As I said, we're kind of on the way between Sydney yes. and, and Brisbane, so I think people kind of discover us accidentally. But I think particularly now, people are like, wow, you know, regional living it's pretty good. Like it's a pretty good lifestyle. So we get a lot of people moving up here and some might be moving into jobs and then, but generally then the other partner might not have any, you know, might not be able to find employment. Yeah. So they, they'll start a business as well. And, you know, they might be, bring a great restaurant to town or cafe to town or boutique mm. or, or it could be a practice. Like I bought marketing, people bring lawyer practices or, you know, financial planning or accounting or whatever. And, and the region grows. I guess my passion for for regional Australia comes from the community. Yes. Something I noticed a lot living in Sydney and London is there's a lot of anonymous living. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Anonymity, Mm. which can be good sometimes. Um, But in in regional and, and from a business point of view and even from a personal point of view, it's very, very easy to get to know lots and lots of people but on a much deeper level than just to say g'day to because I mean, I always talk about I'll meet with a client and, you know, we'll, we'll have our first meeting over the boardroom table and be discussing business, but then it's amazing, like, a week later I'll see them, see them in the soccer field or, you know, yeah. two weeks later I see them in Coles and stop and have a chat and then, you know, three weeks later we work out we've got mutual friends and we're yes. at the barbecue together. And so the relationships that I have in business are so much more rewarding. They're so much more deeper than I ever had in Sydney, because a lot of the relationships I had, you would just have them at, at work. Whereas I think just purely because for the, for the, of the size of, of regional communities, 
that community and that relationship building is just so much more potent. Um, And region is different in Australia to in other places. Like I think in other places you'd think of it more as city and country or, you know, town and and you know not town like sort of um you know but but places like england or america or um throughout europe you don't have to go as far um you know and you will find people whereas in australia you can go so far and there aren't people so like you when you are in a regional community like you really um need each other and um you know you like you said if you weren't on the coastal route um, some of these places just wouldn't be discovered, and they have to really attract people to go there. They're not just on the on the way. Yeah, and it's funny that you did mention Orange. Um, I remember because one of your episodes was with Printy Wines, who yes. are out there and um, made me do it deep. <laughs> I've tried them now at your place; it's lovely. But um, my mum lives in Orange, and I would say that she should she should be. And I often call her the regional tourism ambassador for uh, <laughs> Orange figures. <laughs> She just sings its praises and it, it has really come up in the last five years to the point where it's now a destination yeah. as opposed to just a thoroughfare or just a happen to be here. People are making, I think that's the shift, isn't it, where it's not yeah. just, it's no longer just a, oh, we were passing through, it's actually I'm going there and I'm making a trip of it. And yeah. it's interesting how some, like you say, because even Bathurst and Orange, Bathurst has had tourism coming for a long time due to um, the the race, the yes, yes, um, Bathurst One Thousand, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So big, big race in Australia, um, yeah. motor car sport, a race. Um, but other than that, they don't, they haven't drawn in the cultural um, tourists as much. No, no. Um, and Dubbo has a zoo. That's yes. why you go there. You know, some some places have a thing. They have an event, or they have a um, a place that you must go. Attraction. But they can't keep up the consistency of of attracting tourists. And then there's places like Byron, where which is a great place. I know you love it, but you're like, why Byron? And it's beautiful, but mm. there are equal, like almost equal or equally lovely places along that coast. Even just a little bit south, you know, Lennox Head or um, people like Ballina or Pottsville or whatever. There's these Kingscliff. There's places all on the coast, but they haven't got the notoriety that Byron Bay has. Mm. And it's mm. you know, it's mm. sort of interesting. Is it like is it the chicken and the egg? Was it was it that wasn't marketing driven? That was popularity driven. But like you know, sometimes yeah. is it is it the community led or is it the the tourist led or like it's interesting yeah. why yeah, some yeah. places take off. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, that's a really, really interesting question because, yeah, like 20 years ago, no, not even 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, Byron was just one of these little villages, you know, again, and that's it. Is it just the fact that it's two hours, it's just that perfect kind of distance from Brisbane that's made it doable for for the weekend um, or livable? I think it's that perfect mix of, of hinterland and coast but some of those other areas have exactly the same same mix as well. Yeah, you're right. Like, is but it the beach? Is it yeah. their is it their headline beach? Is it just that the beach that they've got is such an incredible beach? You know, like something I've always noticed about Port Macquarie. So I don't think Port Macquarie beaches are incredible. The council have put this incredible um, coastal walk along yeah. the beaches, which is amazing. But in terms of the beaches, like I used to holiday in Tunkari and Foster from, from mm, Bathurst, that's where beautiful. we used to go. Their beaches are incredible, mm. absolutely incredible. 
I don't find the Port Macquarie beaches incredible at all. And I and I feel like that's why it kind of never became that. Like Tunkari Foster has always been that coastal distant, like everyone always knows about Tunkari Foster. And even Coffs Harbour, you know, two, yes. two, a couple of hours up the road. Because again, I think some of their beaches are just more impressive. I think Port Macquarie has has never really had those impressive beaches. They're great beaches, don't get me wrong, but I mean, you look at the coastline of New South Wales and what you're competing with, like there's incredible beaches along there. Mm. Ours haven't been amazing. Plus the other thing is is that you don't actually have a lot of infrastructure that has views or like they're not right kind of on the beach or whatever. Like they just don't, like the hotels or the the accommodation or the restaurants, like there's not a lot of stuff that kind of sits around those those beaches like say for example water goes in in Byron oh, yeah. where you've got mm. that beautiful little cove there I mean it's 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 outstanding which is a comment about the Gold Coast that people say like my husband says it often he's like main beach which is a massive really long beach but it's just it is just a beach yeah um and the surfing isn't that great on main beach yeah. but you are on you are, when if you go to Gold, like if you come to Surfers Paradise or or Main Beach and you stay there, you are staying on the beach, yes, on the water and the sweeping views, yeah, the sweeping yeah. views, and yeah. and you've got activities and you've got restaurants and stuff like that. So yes, yeah. the beach itself isn't fantastic, but the um, I guess the whole environment um, and the, the infrastructure on yeah. that environment, what they've done with that area, has made it. Um, has made it so famous and so loved and whatever. It's interesting. It doesn't, it's not, you can't just kind of, there's got to be a couple of elements, don't there? Yeah, yeah. And and a bit of luck, a bit of money and I think a bit of luck. The other thing that I think Port Macquarie didn't do so well is their plan, town town planning development. So, um, see, something I think Byron has done very well is that the community has warded off a lot of those money-making property developers. Like, I sound like a real lefty <laughs> here. I'm not necessarily. But, um, but you know, when you have, when you don't put boundaries in place for, for, for money-making property developers, what you end up with is a really disjointed, which I think Port Macquarie kind of has in a little way. It's a really disjointed architecture and really disjointed feel to the town. Whereas I think Gold Coast, so I'm not a big high rise person myself. I'm much more in the Byron camp or the Yamba camp. Um, but at least Gold Coast is consistently high rise. You know, like if you love that excitement and the sweeping views and the high rise, yeah, that's yeah. the brand of, of Gold Coast. Byron's done very well to protect its alternative, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's really busy and some of the big multinationals have kind of pushed their way in a little bit, but it is a very artistic, you know, kind of has that hippie alternative brand that they've maintained and that's why I think they've managed to do so well in in attracting those those choices. Port Macquarie is kind of just, it's just, you know, bursts, bits and pieces here and there have burst up. It hasn't been particularly... It doesn't have a brand. You know, this is something that I've spoken quite a bit to with with, with council here is there doesn't seem to kind of be a brand. I think yeah. Port Macquarie's biggest luck at the moment is just where we're situated and we are literally midpoint. We are four hours from Sydney. We are just doable on a weekend. You know, we are and, and now we actually have, we're starting to get some of those cultural elements come in. We've got, the you know, the Hatted Restaurant, the nice cafes, um, and I think just the lifestyle, it's a very, very relaxed lifestyle. But if you had to put a brand around it, I don't know what, you know, it's not high rise, it's not alternative, yeah. it's not yep. 
stunning beach is necessary. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, how would you describe it? Well, and, you know, it's funny because, like, the uh, I guess I stayed at, for me, what stays in my mind, I stayed there when I was about, well, I asked mum and dad, and I think I was about 12 or 13, and uh, or even they think younger, maybe I was 10, but anyway, we ah. stayed at the sales. And so oh, yeah. for me, I think with the port and the sales, um, in my head, the marina, um, and that sort of the sailing element stands out. So it's very much water, sailing, um, sort of gentle sort of yes. place, um, yes. I guess. Uh, and there wasn't, I don't remember, like, doing anything overly active. I think no. we, we were just sort of, yeah, we're hanging out at this pretty place. I guess I remember the beach was pretty low-key, but just being near the water um, was sort of, and that port thing is in yes. my head of the, of the sail boats interesting. Uh, coming yeah. into the port. So, um, but, yeah, it's, but when I'm thinking of driving, yeah, and I do do that drive, Sydney to Gold Coast, Gold Coast to Sydney, the places I think to stop when you're going, oh, we want to stop around halfway or to break up the drive, it's going to be Port Macquarie or Coffs Harbour. Yeah. They've yeah. really, I think because, and it's interesting when people come from overseas, they think that the East Coast drive maybe because it's called the East Coast, they think it's a coastal drive, like something yes. like in um, Monterey in, in America, like yes. the Coast Drive or something like that, or the Great Ocean Road, which my friends gave me real shit about because they, they were like there was a part where you, on, even on the Great Ocean Road you have to go off the, the ocean side, you go inland for a while and then you come back to the ocean. And we drove past this place and they had like a little lake on their property and they're like, what, is that the Great Ocean? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, like we've seen amazing views for majority of this trip and you're just nitpicking now like yeah 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 it's majority great ocean road okay like yeah yeah oh but the coast road down a lot of the drive it's highway it's yeah. yeah it's quite boring and you have to to see those beautiful little places you have to go in off the road for half an hour or so go to that place come off the road again then you know back to the road again so you go off the road and so if you want to do that drive and and stop along the way and see different places uh you need time and the where yes I think where Port Macquarie and Coffs Harbour have done it well is they um they have shown that they are easily you can easily get off the road you can go into the town you can stay or eat or whatever and then you can and have a nice time and then you can easily get back on the road and keep going yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yeah. a big half an hour wiggly windy. Like we went, we did go down to Fo- uh, Foster. We stayed somewhere a little bit off, and it, like to get there was a lot more wiggly windy. It was a, it quite yeah. the detour off the road, yes. and we did take a nice little drive to get back on the road. But it was beautiful. But like if you weren't were on a yeah. bit of schedule, it wasn't as convenient. Yeah, that's right. And if you think about the old Pacific Highway from Sydney to Brisbane, I think that actually did wind its way through all the little towns mm. like Port Macquarie, Nambucca Heads, you know, all, like Tunkari Foster, like all of them. It w- would have wound its way all through Newcastle, all of that. But that would have taken you probably four times the amount of time it takes you to get from, from Sydney to, to Brisbane now. Um, and so it would have been a much, much prettier drive, but but much, much slower. Now it's pretty much everything's been bypassed and it's highway pretty much from Sydney to, and there's very, 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 very little glimpses of that, that ocean along the way, as you said, unless you actually, um, you know, tour off, drive 10 minutes off to, 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 to pop into the different towns. Yeah. And so you didn't originally like choose, opt to go into regional work, but like what now, I guess, having had that city life and that regional now life, what do you love about 
about it? Um, what I love about it is that community. So I, I really, the community, the spirit and, um, you know, even we had the floods here recently and our town was probably the worst hit than it had yeah. been in 100 years plus. Um, and the community, the, to see the community get behind, like you pretty much, there was, I, I can't think of anyone that I know that didn't pull up their sleeves and go and help a mate, help a neighbour, mm. clear mud and flood and debris, reset up a garden, mm. um, you know, help, you know, uh, unpack a, a room that had been had had been flood affected, um, donate food, you know, there was roads, like there was so much um, kind of in Port Macquarie but more so in the peripheral areas. There was a place called North Haven was, which was really hardly hit. You just had armies of people and their community who were just all like, okay, where can I help? I've got my gum boots. Where do you want me? There were Facebook groups set up. You know, everyone was just deployed and to see that community spirit of everyone out there, mate helping mate, um, that's what regional Australia is all about. That's what regional communities are all about. That's a really good example of how in regional communities that we help each other in business, that we help each other, you know, in, in sport and sporting teams and schools and friends and family. Like it, when you are isolated and you don't, like, you know, there's a lot of us here that, that have moved from other places. We don't have our p- parents and families here and they're not just a drive, you know, they're not just a 20-minute drive away. Like my parent, my mum lives eight hours away. You know, she she lives in Bathurst. So you again form those communities of other people who are like, yeah, my mum lives four hours. So we none of us have parents here. So let's yeah. help each other out. Hands down, that is the best thing about living in, in regional Australia because the frustrations about living in regional Australia are also that isolation and it's not yeah. until COVID hit and the whole world got on board with doing business digitally that, you know, we were actually able to, to look beyond geographical boundaries. You know, there was before COVID, I was driving up and down to Sydney, which is an eight-hour round trip, you know, uh, sometimes once a week, you know, for yeah. months, once a week. And that's freaking taxing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's not easy to do. And so it's expected that you would do it too. Well, it's like expected the city, because the city people aren't right. going to come. They're city-centric. They've got yeah. they've got really city and it and it makes sense in a lot yeah. of ways because most people are in the city. You know there would be multiple meetings in the city, so why would I get all of them to come to Quarry? It makes sense for me to go to them. So now that that geographic boundary has been lifted and eased a little bit, you know the the, the lifestyle here is brilliant. There's 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 things that I miss about living in a city. I love the energy of a city. Um, I love the the cultural aspects of a city. I love the choice of the city. Yeah. And I find my mind is it's is at its most curious in the city. Like sometimes regional Australia can be quite homogenous, mm-hmm. um, depending, I guess, on which regions you go to. But Port Macquarie is a very good example of quite a homogenous, you know, regional area. Um, so I love the curiosity of actually going to to a city like Sydney or, or even Melbourne, which has even more cultural diversity and being thrown into that kind of cultural mixing pot and wondering, you know, that sense of wonder. Oh, I wonder, you know, what food they eat and what they do with their lives and where they go mm-hmm. and who they hang out with and how they live their life compared to my live life, you know. So I my sense of curiosity is sparked far more in a city, but... Yep. 
but the the you know the realities of living every day community lifestyle relaxate you know just having just so much more so much more of an easy life that's what you get from from regional living Oh, I love it. And it was such a, a pleasure to be able to come. And, the, you know, look, and for people who are living, I'm not, I'm again, I'm living in a regional area, but I think the nice shift about this COVID time is that people do want to get out from where they're living. And so, like, you know, yes, it would have always been going to the city, but I think now people sometimes are like, hey, actually, I can, I'm not having to fly to Melbourne or I'm not having to fly overseas all the time for work. Maybe I will come to yes. your area and I will come and see you and, you know, make it uh, tax deductible by coming coming and yes. visiting you overnight and having a meeting with you instead of you uh, coming down to me. Yes. So yes. I think it has been lovely to see um, the opportunities for regional and for us to just be like, hey, yeah, how do the other half live? How do other people, and I'm, I'm so fascinated, we had an episode with a lady who lives on a sheep farm on the border of Victoria and South Australia, and I'm going to go there after the conference that we're both going to in um, the Barossa, so I'm going to go and see her. So I think this, although we're not doing the big travel that we're used to, um, getting to open up Australians to Australia and, and in, in their respective countries, other people getting to see how the people of your country live, because it can be so different, uh, even city to city. It is so, it can Absolutely. be so different and it's such, to put, you know, to see how the grass is on the other side, you know, it's, yes. it's lovely. And um, I was, you're a most gracious host and such an incredible, and I know you don't really wear this hat, but I, I, I put you into this category of, of regional. I think you're a brilliant ambassador for regional and you're doing amazing stuff to promote the businesses that you work for to get them onto a national and global stage. So oh, thank well you. done to you. Oh, thanks, Em. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thank you for those kind I'm words. I'm going to shamelessly plug your uh, podcast again and we'll put all of your lovely links into the show notes. But uh, the How to Do Marketing Show podcast, I mean, especially this episode with this girl called Emma Lovell, it was phenomenal. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> Best episode yet. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> loved all the other guests, but, you know. Uh, so do have a listen. Um, Jane is a brilliant marketing specialist. She's written a book. Uh, so uh, go and go and follow all of her stuff. But uh, I can't wait to, to get back down there again and to see you up um, in our neck of the woods. Yes, I'll see you in Brisbane very soon. Very excited. Thank you so much for your time, Jane. No problems. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, 
uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.